Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Even if I only make an impact on one girl, it's worth it. I do this for the one person, for the one girl. And that keeps me going every day. That qualifies me every day because that's what matters, like focusing on the one. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. One of the many gifts I've received from my time as an airy real role model is the connection and friendship with driven, talented, beautiful women who are actively and passionately pursuing a better future for our world. I remember sitting across the table from Dre Thomas at this swanky hotel in Brooklyn when she told me about her work with young girls and teens, how she's dedicated to helping them grow in their confidence and celebrate their girlhood and womanhood, all while providing the very real need of hygiene products in under-resourced communities. In 2020, Dre Thomas had to take her Smile On Me events virtual like so many others. She knew that the need for connection last year was greater than ever, and she wasn't about to let her community down. Dre Thomas is here to share her community-nurturing expertise and talk about all of the exciting ways she's rethinking events after a year gone virtual. Here she is, my friend, Dre Thomas. I used to believe that natural skincare, it couldn't work as well. But then I found Primally Pure and my skin has forever transformed. To see my skin transformation and get 15% off your Primally Pure order, go to jennacutcher.com slash skincare and use the code gold digger. Ready for a website redesign in 2021? You don't need to drop thousands on fully custom design. Use my website secret, Tonic Site Shop Templates. They've created a collection of customizable website templates that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. Save 15% on your Tonic site at jennacutcher.com slash tonic and use the code Jenna sent me when you go and shop. 
Dre, I am so excited to have you on the show. I feel like this has been a year in the making. And so welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. It feels like a lifetime ago, but I can close my eyes and remember we were sitting directly across from one another at that table where they had those amazing Brussels sprouts, do you remember? (laughs) And your fiance came into the room and we were all just ooing and aahing over him and we were talking about your wedding plans and my goodness, have things ever changed since that evening that we were all together in New York City? Definitely. Everything's changed. Everything's like flip-flopped, I feel. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm just so excited to have this opportunity to ask you some of the questions that I've wanted to ask you. And the best part is that now people get to listen in on them. So will you share with me, where does your story begin? Like, how did your early life lead you to dreaming up and creating Smile on Me? Oh, gosh, I love this question, because I feel like there's so much power in remembering where we started. So I feel like my smile on me journey started when I was in high school. And I remember the exact moment I was in the kitchen at the kitchen table with my mother. And I was just talking to her about, you know, how I wanted to gift the girls in a little apartment complex community with underwear and like socks and things like that. And we were just talking about it. And I wanted to like create like a workshop for them. I wanted to call it Underoos. Yes. <laughs> that was my first initial name. Love but it. We, you know, we always had these conversations about, you know, things we can do in our community. My mom was such, she was the first entrepreneur I knew and she was such a giving person. I think it obviously rubbed off on me. So I think that's when like I was awakened to, you know, my power of giving back to people. Mm, I love that. How would you describe what Smile On Me's mission is and like what you do through that? Sure. So the Smile On Me mission is to awaken every girl to her inner greatness. And I strongly believe that girls already have all the tools. They're already great. And Smile On Me, we get to awaken that. You know, we get to welcome them and give them the opportunity to grow. And so through our workshops, through providing girls with hygiene products, you know, we get to be in that space to watch these girls like literally wake up to what makes them great. Yeah. We had a discussion that I think is fun to kind of circle back to, but we've done a lot of work in the Dominican Republic. And I remember Mm -hmm. having a conversation with one of the people that we were working with and just being really awakened to the fact that a lot of women across the world, but also just in our nation, do not have access to feminine hygiene products. And I remember just having this conversation and this shock of, you know, being awakened to my privilege that that's never been a concern but also understanding the implications of what that means. It's not just about the products. It's that it's taking them out of their lives, you know, sometimes a week per month. And that just becomes the norm. You know, girls aren't able to go to school when they're menstruating and things like that. And I just remember being so surprised. I think it's something that a lot of people aren't aware about. And I'm so curious, when did you kind of become aware of this whole situation and the impact that it has on women? Yeah, I think it was when I first moved to New York. So I moved to New York in 2011 and I was working in a nonprofit organization where we had workshops for students in East Harlem. 
And so through that, I got to work with a lot of young girls in middle school. And I noticed that a lot of them were first unaware of, you know, their body changing, they were unaware of puberty and things like that. And also they did not have access or I guess the knowledge of how to use a pad or a tampon, even soap and, you know, the benefits of hygiene and taking a shower every day. So it was really interesting to see that, you know, these seventh and eighth grade girls not understanding what their body is going through. So I think the first thing was just being aware of the lack of education and knowledge. You know, when I first had my period, I always tell this story. I got my period when I was 12 and I thought I was like literally peeing on myself <laughs> because like I had no idea, you know, my mom was yeah. a single mom of four. We, she had three girls and, you know, we unfortunately didn't have these conversations growing up. So I didn't even know what a period was. And I had a lot of embarrassing moments, you know, figuring out how to take care of myself. And so- you know, seeing that other girls going through the same thing, I realized, hey, this is not just happening to me. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I love about, you know, the way that we are bringing up new leaders in the younger generation is just even having these conversations and Uh, talking about like periods and your cycles and cycle tracking. And like, there's just so uh much more awareness and knowledge. And it was so funny the other night, Drew and I were watching the TV and we were, we're so silly and we don't just upgrade our YouTube TV. So we watch 8 million commercials every day. (laughs) And there was a commercial for a pad and they actually, actually showed red on the pad and not blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a massive yeah. step in yeah. just the way that we show what is happening to women and to not make us feel shame around that. Have you noticed like just growth in that area of just even awareness and, and acceptability? Yeah, I think I've been so in awe of how open these girls are about talking about menstruation. When I was growing up, I was so embarrassed. I was so scared that people knew I was like on my period, you know, and that led to me not learning how to take care of myself. That led to having like accidents at school and like embarrassing moments. So it's been so refreshing to see this generation just be so open to talking about these types of things. Yeah. I'm so proud of just the fact that there are leaders like you who are willing to step in to those roles that women and children, especially girls, desperately need. It's just, it's so inspiring to watch the work that you do, truly. Thank you. I try. Okay. I try. <laughs> oh, you, you do more than try. Speaking of trying, let's talk about the plans that you had for 2020. So when oh, we last gosh. saw each other, we were sharing about, you know, here's the vision, here's the dream, here's the plans we have for 2020. And now almost a year later, a lot has changed about how we're able to connect with our communities. And you had, I mean, you just had the mm-hmm. massive, most amazing, <laughs> compelling visions for events and meetups. So how did you pivot that in order to continue your mission and to continue supporting the girls that you serve? Oh, God. Yeah. First, it was very hard. <laughs> yes. I had to like mourn the loss, as we all did, of not being able to meet up in person because I had like a big plan of doing our annual summit event where we're going to like go out to all the five boroughs and have like a big block party, you know, all the great nice. things. So when the pandemic hit and we were obviously not allowed to meet in person, I really had to figure out, you know, what would my next steps be? And 
my mom always tells me, you know, boredom breeds creativity. So I was literally at home every day, you know, I lost my job. So I had a lot more time on my hands to think about, you know, these types of things. And, you know, I thought about, you know, let's just meet up virtually. And through that, we got to launch Tiny Talks, which honestly is one of my favorite programs that we run. It's online conversation series where we discuss these big topics, but in like a tiny and intimate setting. So we talk about things like menstruation. We talk about things like mental health. And, you know, I think this year, especially, you know, girls experiencing the loss of their social life and things like that. Mental health has been a big, a big conversation. So it was really great to have these open conversations with them and, you know, bring people who I admire to come along and talk with the girls. So, you know, it was just figuring out as I went and I really had to listen to what the girls wanted more than what I thought was cool. <laughs> so, you know, that really helped. It's so wild because it's almost like you're forced to meet people in a different way, but you're also able to meet people where they already are, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. online. And there's it's a blessing and a curse. I want to know what was your biggest challenge in leading these events during the year of the Zoom? Oh, gosh, I think the biggest challenge was just Zoom fatigue, you know, like when I was working earlier this year and then when the pandemic hit everything moved online. So I even was just exhausted of just meeting online and having all these conversations. So with girls having school online and being on Zoom almost every day, it was really challenging to kind of get them to join yet another Zoom call. Yes. Um, so for me, I was trying to look, think of fun themes to do. Like we had a pajama party online. We had watch parties <laughs> where we select a movie we want to watch together. The girls mm. came up with like unicorn Sundays where we all dress up I mean, our best unicorn attire is like <laughs> jump on a Zoom and just chat. <laughs> so it's been awesome, really, them being more invested in coming up with cool things. And so I think that was like the biggest thing. Like, how can I make this fun for them? Yeah. You know, Zoom to me is more exhausting than being like at a table with people because I feel like too, you're like knowing that people can like watch your face the entire Mm -hmm. time. And when you're sitting at a table with people, you're, you're engaged, but it's in a different way with your presence. And so it's like staring at that screen. There were days, I remember I had one day this year where I like had almost eight hours of Zoom in one day. And at one point I brought my computer to my stationary bike and I was like in this like closet in our house because we don't have like a little gym. We just have this like closet with our (laughs) bike in it. People are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I like need to keep moving because I'm so tired of like sitting here staring at our faces. Yeah. And like on Zoom, you have to, it's like you have to act. You know, you have to look engaged rather than in person. They can just feel your energy, right? So it's a whole show you have to put on. Yes, yes. So I want to know, Dre, now that you've done all these virtual events, can you share some things that worked really well for you? Because I don't believe that virtual events are going to be going anywhere. I think we learned a lot about the way that we can work, the way that we can impact, the way that we can learn and show up. And I know that a lot of our listeners have also had to pivot into this digital Zoom world. And so what kind of things worked really well for you that you could pass on to our listeners? Yeah, I think so. I've been running, Swami has been here since 2017. And this year we actually got to build a community with the girls, right? So before girls would show up to events here and there, 
they showed up to workshops and then that's all we really like get to talk to them. But because we were all online this year, I started a group chat with the girls and now we have our own little community. We know we check in, we have talks on our Geneva chat app that we use now. And, you know, it's great to get to know one another. So I think this year really brought the community together for us. You know, these girls have not even met. Some of them haven't met in person before, but it feels as if we've known each other forever. You know, girls Mm -hmm. share their struggles on our group chat. They share memes and TikTok videos. You know, we have our 7 p.m. check-in where someone asks a question to the group. So I think that's really what I love about you know, what came out of 2020 is just the community that we've got to build with the girls. Yeah. yeah. I want to know something that just really impresses me. And, and I'm curious about is you being a mentor to these girls, that's a heavy weighty responsibility. How do you protect your own energy and how do you kind of ensure that you're taking care of yourself first? Because I know you (laughs) and I know your heart. And so what has that looked like, especially in a season where you require self-care too? Yeah, I, I think this year for me has just been redefining literally everything. I've taken a lot of time this year. And and it's so funny because the girls even have done the same thing where they're discovering what they actually want out of life and who they want to be. And because I work with young people, I too have been rediscovering who I want to be at 31 years old. So they really energize me, you know, when I'm depleted, when I feel saddened that I can't go out with my friends or like my wedding's been canceled, getting to like talk to them every day and to hear about what they're going through. And it just really energizes me because even though they're going through a lot and they're really trying to figure out, you know, what their social life is going to look like, they're just so like aware. They're so positive. They're so filled with joy that it gives me joy. I think that's how I've been kind of taking care of myself is really investing in their world and getting to know what they're going through. Do you love your website? More importantly, is it bringing in new leads and customers? If the answer is not a resounding yes, then you're likely ready for an update. But you don't need to be a coding expert to get a gorgeous, strategically designed website that converts for your business. You just need Tonic Site Shop, the secret behind my website design. Get 15% off at jennacutcher.com tonic and use the code jennasentme. Before Tonic, I didn't really know what an asset, a great, unique website could be for my business. I didn't know that someone could leave my site feeling like they know me or that it could take them from a casual observer to a raving fan who just had to work with me. If you're tired of being embarrassed by your website or knowing that it should be better but not having the moolah to actually make it happen, you've got to go check out Jen and Jeff at Tonic. They've created a collection of customizable website templates that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. Save 15% off using the code Jenna sent me at jennacutcher.com slash tonic. I look at old pictures of myself and I see a girl who tried every magical skincare potion that was marketed as the answer to my problems with no real changes. What I didn't know is that my body was absorbing every chemical that I slathered on my face. I got really serious about non-toxic skincare after my fertility journey because what I put on my skin was really impacting the inside of my body too. Although I was skeptical, like could a non-toxic product really work as well? I tried Primally Pure and now it's the only line I'll trust with my skin. 
Primally Pure uses nature's most precious elements to make non-toxic skincare products that support radiant skin, a healthy body, and a happy self. From deodorant to cleansers to CBD serums, each product is crafted with recognizable ingredients that truly work. I've been using the Primally Pure Clarifying Serum just five drops a day for a few months. My skin is breaking out less, it's brighter, and it's helping me keep inflammation down. And Primally Pure Cleansing Oil, it absolutely changed my skin and the way that I thought of skincare. It feels like magic, but really it's non-toxic skincare that not only does the job, it makes my evenings feel like little spa getaways. For 15% off your order, go to primallypure.com and use the code GOLDDIGGER. That's code GOLDDIGGER at primallypure.com. Learn more about all of my favorites and how I use them at jennacutcher.com slash skincare. That's so amazing. Cause I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, kids are amazing, but they also have so many questions and they have so <laughs> many concerns. And sometimes when you're further down the road, you're like, you know, that this will just be a tiny blip on your life curve, you know, but mm -hmm. when you're in certain things, and I think for a lot of us right. adults, we felt that way too. It's almost like we're back in that period of adolescence of like, who am I? And what do I want to yes. be? And what does that look like? How has that been just, I know, you know, in watching you online and some of our private conversations, I know it's just been a year with a lot of big questions. Mm -hmm. How does your soul feel right now? Honestly, Jenna, I feel like my soul has been stuck at rest so much more this year than it was yeah. last year. And I know that sounds crazy, right? Because this pandemic and the loss and things like that. But I feel like for me, because I had so much time to really just sit with myself and yeah. reflect on who I am and what I want to do, I just felt so much at rest and so much peace. And although I did have to, you know, experience you know, not being able to do certain things or visit my family. You know, I had to cancel Thanksgiving or Christmas yes. trip and things like that. It's been really amazing to see how much more I've been connected with my family than ever before. You know, I call my mom almost every day now. You know, yeah. we have our family Zoom calls. We never had to have a, we never had like a family call. We had like family happy hour. So yes. although this year, you know, no one expected what we were going to experience. I think the blessing in disguise is that at least for me, we're, I'm just feeling so much connected to my community. Mm. It's like we've had these opportunities forever mm -hmm. and it took like the shutdown in the distance to actually get more connected and right. to get more creative with that connection. I feel the same way for Thanksgiving. I went and bought from a little local shop in our town. I bought puzzles for everyone in our oh. family and we shipped the puzzles out to every family. And mm -hmm. then it had a little note on it that said like, don't open until our Thanksgiving call and then we all opened the puzzles all at once and we got to work and my family's super competitive. Right. So it was hilarious. We were up until like midnight trying to get these puzzles <laughs> done. <laughs> but I'm like, I was never that thoughtful or creative before right. 2020. Like I am the person that's terrible at gift giving and I, okay. I'm just not good at that. And I'm like, look at us like learning how to flex new muscles. And a lot of that wouldn't be possible without the challenges that came along with it. Right, exactly. I think, and I think it's because of the pressure. You know, I feel like pressure yes. produces so much positivity sometimes, and like yes. because we were like pushed against a wall. I feel like out of that came so much creativity and so much joy, and 
so much just being able to be around people online and chatting with our friends more often. You know, me and my friends are going to be doing a gift exchange and all this fun yes. stuff. So the pressure, I think the pressure really helps. <laughs> yes. One thing that I'm always curious about when I talk to founders like you, Dre, is that a lot of times in our life, in our world, in our communities, we see these problems, right? So you mm-hmm. noticed that there was a lack of resources and a lack of knowledge and awareness. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we underqualify ourselves. We say oh, someone else can step in or, or that organization can take care of it. Or hopefully this other leader will mm-hmm. take charge of this. How do you qualify yourself to be the person that is going to make that change? And how do you kind of step into that role? Because that is something that fascinates me about amazing women like you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's, it's just been a lifelong journey. You know, I heard a quote once says that those who are called are already qualified. And Mm. so even though I didn't feel like I could do something or like, who am I to make an impact or who am I to make a difference? I always was interrupted by these situations, by working with girls, working with young people, parents coming to me, moms coming to me with questions. I've always been interrupted by resources that people just wanted to donate my, give my way. So I think that really gave me the courage to say, you know, I can do this. Even if I only make an impact on one girl, it's worth it. Right. And like, yeah. that's the thing I remind myself is just, I do this for the one person, for the one girl. And that keeps me going every day. That qualifies me every day because yeah. that's what matters. Like focusing on the one. Yeah. That's so good. What new things did you add to smile on me in the last year that you're excited to kind of carry forward? I know we've talked about like out of the pressure comes positivity. So what (laughs) sort of things are you like, I probably wouldn't have done this, but I'm really glad that I did. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. So one thing I'm really excited, honestly, really proud that I got to do this year was launch Homeroom. So Homeroom is our members only club. And this gives girls access to things like Tiny Talks, gives girls access to our group chat. And it was because I was missing being around the girls. I had a relationship with a few girls I used to work with and they would text me like, oh, I'm so bored, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, hey, how can we make a club where Girls can hang out with their friends online and also meet other girls. And I think because of this year, 2020, we were able to reach even more girls than before because we were meeting them at home, which yeah. also opened up the doors to us meeting with girls who live in different states. You know, we have girls in our group who live in Florida and Texas and California. And that's all because we were be able to meet online. So I feel homeroom was something that sparked out of this pressure. And I'm so excited to invite more girls next year and the years after this to, you know, have this be a safe place for girls to meet always. Yes, yes. I think too, a lot of times with those more community based missions and what work you were doing, now the possibilities are endless as you continue to expand and inform and like educate. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. this is big. This is really big. Right. And, and it's, it's so funny. So yeah. Because <laughs> even like, like I mentioned, since 2017, I've been doing events and working with girls. And yeah, I could have never imagined having a space like home or like a club for girls. And it's so funny how things come to fruition when you yes. feel like you can't do anything. <laughs> yes. It's like, there's oh, always I, something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been really awesome. <laughs> 
Talk to me about your experience as an airy real role model. That is obviously how we connected and met. And I was just so excited. I remember even on the shoot day, like just getting to know everyone. And there's just this sisterhood formed. And even though our in-person, you know, opportunities were cut short, I think that mm-hmm. there was just some really beautiful relationships that were birthed through that. What was your experience yeah. like? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I feel like it was one of the greatest experiences I've had. You know, yes, it was fun to be in a photo shoot and, you know, have all these amazing women around me. But I think for me, it was just something that I never thought I would be able to do. And then also just meeting you all. I remember specifically meeting you. We're on the photo shoot and, you know, I've never, I'm not a model. I've never been on no one's photo shoot. So it was my first experience being on set. And I was so nervous and, you know, all the self-doubt comes into play with, you know, my body or like my hair or like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to smile correctly, all those things. And I remember you, Jenna, and I'm going to cry. Oh, my gosh. You were, like, encouraging me. Oh, geez, I shouldn't cry. (laughs) I cry all the time. Welcome. I remember you just cheering me on and, like, pumping me up. And I was just so nervous. But you made me feel like I belonged there and all the energy there. I remember we had our dance party and we were just going crazy and just, you know, I feel like I feel like a part of the family. And it was just so fun meeting all these amazing women and, you know, getting to do the Airy Summit and like these Airy Real Talks we got to do online this year. Got to have great relationships with Ali Stroker and Beanie, you know, them supporting Smile on Me. It's just so amazing. So I truly think it's, it was one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> oh, I remember that shoot. And I remember too, I mean, it's funny because how quick we are to underqualify ourselves for the mm-hmm. jobs that we get. Mm-hmm. And I think that for all of us who are in that room, it's so easy to look around and be like, wait, they picked me. Wait, what? Yeah. What? I think they messed up. I think that email was meant for someone else. Right, and yeah. you know, it's like, we talk about bodies and we're women that show up real and authentically. And then all of a sudden the cameras turned on you and it's yeah. like, wait, yeah. I'm not ready for this. And I think that some of the most beautiful reminders that, you know, come out of that experience is that none of us felt ready or qualified or beautiful enough or, you know, and it's just like, and there we were. And I think that, you know, so much of the work you do is empowering other people to just step into those roles to like cast themselves as the leads of their lives. And I think that the more that, we understand ourselves and the more that we can almost like come home to ourselves, the more that we can show up in such a beautiful way. And that's why I just, I love the work that you do because I think that as women, we're almost taught to like leave the building of our bodies because we feel like they betray us or that they, you know, they aren't working with us. And I want to know just on your personal journey this year, How has your relationship with your body changed if it has at all? Because I think that's something we haven't talked about enough as women. No, yeah, I think that's a great question. Also, I love the coming home to myself. I'm stealing that. (laughs) I share that with the girls. Yeah, my relationship with my body has always been, you know, as everyone, I feel like up and down. But like I mentioned, you know, this year being alone a lot and having to reflect on my life, I, I started to appreciate more of my body, like its strengths 
It's yeah. resilience. You know, it's my legs being able to carry me and my fluctuating weight, yes. you know, my mind giving me creative ideas, my hands getting to pack these bags for the girls. You know, it's just, I think I'm starting to love more of how I look and my, my body and I told myself, because I mean, I gained so much, like 10 pounds throughout quarantine. And I was starting to feel down about, you know, getting bigger. But, you know, I felt like I'm still healthy. I'm here. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to see. I can walk, you know. So I started to be more active during this time and going for walks. I was starting to run, but I I turned it into going for walks. (laughs) I'm just like feeling my body, you know, feeling how my legs, feeling my feet, feeling myself. So it's been a journey and I'm looking forward to appreciating more of my body as it will continue to change as I get older, as I become a mother one day. So it's definitely something I've had time to think about more. Yeah, I love that. And I think too, you know, for me, being a mom to a little girl who's super curious mm-hmm. about bodies. Last night, we always shower together. It's just like Aww. so much easier to like, yeah. we just toss in together. And it was just so funny. Drew and I were laughing so hard because I stripped her down and then I was getting undressed to get in the shower. And she's like looking at her belly button and then looking at mine and like, and like just mm-hmm. understanding that like we all have these body parts. And like, I just wanted to like give words to her body. And as I was doing that, I was like, I need this. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, these are your strong legs. And like, these are your toes that help you to stay in balance. And like, just all of these like silly little things. And I was right. like, why do we do this for like the people we love, but right. we don't that do it for ourselves, you know? I can't tell you how much I've been like puffing these girls up and encouraging yes. them about their body issues. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're 12 years old, stop. But it's like, oh. I have the same thoughts. So it's, it's yes. like, I always say like refreshing others, you two will be refreshed, right? It's yes. like giving encouraging work encourages ourselves. So definitely oh. feeling like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what can we be excited to watch for Smile on Me in this new year? Like what is the plan? I mean, we I say plan with trepidation as <laughs> yeah. we've seen plans change. But like what are you excited about in the new year with Smile on Me and what are you hopeful for? Yeah, I'm excited for at least personally to start thinking outside of the box, thinking beyond myself, because as I've learned, I can do so many great things if I just trust in myself. So, you know, this year I'm looking forward to the girls really taking more ownership. I really want this to be more of their club than it is mine. You know, our girls are just so amazing. They're so creative and intuitive. Oh gosh. So I'm looking forward to them really shining through. You know, we have a few girls who launched a YouTube channel during 2020. We have girls who um, have a makeup line wanting to come out. So I'm excited to create a space where I can support them. I can bring people along to talk to them and give them advice. So yeah, a lot coming and I can't wait to see how amazing these girls are going to do this year. Oh, I'm so excited. All those ideas, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, How can we support you and the Smile On Me community? What is the best way for someone listening right now that's like, I want to get on board or I want to support Dre and her mission? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, I think the best way is donating. We had a very successful Giving Tuesday and our our goal was to raise funds to open up homeroom for more girls. So 
donations go towards, you know, providing girls with the homegrown swag, getting to do events with them, getting to send them out things that they might need, like products, like hygiene products. We were able to go ice skating, which was fun. Yes. So donations go a long way. I would also say, you know, follow us on social media. If you do know a girl between the ages of 12 and 17, send her our way. We would love to welcome her in our community. Amazing. And where can everybody find you and connect with you and learn more about you and your mission? Instagram is where I can be found at Dre Thomas NYC. I'm trying to do more, you know, video things to get more awareness, to raise more awareness rather on Smile on Me and, you know, open our community up. So that's where I can be found on Instagram. Awesome. Dre, thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast, for sharing the good, the bad, and the pivots of 2020. (laughs) And just thank you for all the work that you're doing. I know how deeply it impacts those that you get to touch. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my story. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to share more about these amazing girls. So thank you. Isn't Dre just so inspiring? I love, love, love the opportunity to get to speak to the founders, the people that see the problem and then see themselves as a part of the solution. I'm forever inspired by the game changers, the world changers that step into those roles that are so needed and so necessary. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I pray that this episode leaves you inspired and ready to take action in your own life and to continue digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.